0: Australian MusiciansRadio.com
1: Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music.
2: Hi. I'm Daniel, and I'm Vass, and welcome to.
3: Battle.
4: We could fly, I want to hit the edge To see what's inside your head Feel the weight lifting from my limbs From our
3: limbs
5: Hello, hello in there.
1: You better be listening to AMR.
5: find a way
2: Everybody, what's up, people? Left, right, I thought- and center field. I thought you were going to break into Hey Jude there for a sec. Hey,
1: Vass. Yeah. Hey, people. Don't <laughs> let me down. Um, that wasn't a sad song. It was better. Uh something something na 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 forever and ever. Nah na 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 No 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 this this podcast is long enough I'm not doing seven minutes of na na nas Um if if actually this is a this is the song
3: is na 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 na
1: this is a public service announcement. No, actually it's or something, whatever the thing is. No, this is a uh uh, this is yeah, a PSA. PSA and a, uh, I forget the word, what, whatever it's called. If you if you put seven minutes of na-na-na's in your song, I'm cutting it out of your song so we can play it.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> not so happening. we can fade it out early. It's, that was so 1967, <laughs> come on. Well, we just came out of, uh, we got Pilgrims with Limbs and Kit with King Size Bed. Hold up, uh, up Sonny Jim, we haven't told people what they're listening to yet. Bloody jump oh, the listening.
1: gun and tell me you, you, Bar talk, you don't tell me always. you start early on everything else you do.
2: No, I really don't. Okay, good, good. I just want to More make a sure. last minute kind of guy, you know, where creativity really flows in the is- bitter hours of the night, where you're just desperate to get it done.
1: <laughs> I want to welcome all our listeners to a brand new episode of Bar Talk, episode 19 to be precise, one nine. The, for those of you that can, that can't. Visualize more than one number at once. Let's spell it out: Uh, Z O N E N Uh, space (laughs) or underscore if you're writing a our website title. So I don't just remember that, folks. Anyway, welcome to episode 19 of the Bar Talk podcast with myself, Daniel, and himself, Vas, as we navigate these. Daniel and Andrew, how prom? (laughs) How how? (laughs) Andrew, (laughs) so apt. Oh, right. I just realized I was like, what, Andrew? Who's (laughs) Andrew? (laughs) I got to get up early to get one over on you, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, it's just that time of day, Vass. Like, come on, give me, give me a break. I haven't had my muffin today yet. Don't you haven't had your morning
2: coffee yet? (laughs) I I didn't have a coffee. You know how hard it is to get a coffee right now when, when you're locked down. (sighs) And and then I um, I assume that means you don't have any kind of machine and
1: you don't like instant. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm strictly, a, if I'm in the house, it's tea. If I'm outside of the house, it's coffee. There is, they're mutually exclusive beverages, tea and coffee. So if I'm, cause so if it's really dependent on where I am. So I can't handle, I can't handle, uh, instant coffee, but I think that having tea outside of the home is pretentious unless, and let me be clear on this exception, folks, is when you're going to a tea house.
2: <laughs> Okay, for for high tea or something. For high right? tea, that is the exception mm. because that you know that tea is going to be top shit. Um, I thought that was like the pinnacle of
1: wankiness. Oh, it is, and uh, That's the but wankiness, stopped. wankiness with a good flavoir. flavour so good that there there is no sweetener required in that tea. You know, when you go to the high tea place, you never have sugar. Oh, yeah. You just have a tiny bit of milk. You yeah, yeah, And, and the, bis- the
2: biscuit provides the rest of the sweetness. Or uh, I'm going to guess at that point it's the- Scones. Macar- how, do you say, how do you say it? Macaron? No, no, no. no. no, no. Macarons are for wankers. Uh, scones are for the true high-tea yeah, That's why I thought you'd find them in a tea house. <laughs> Actually,
1: you probably can get macarons in it. There's a macaroon, so I can't, I can't quite confirm which one's the correct pronunciation. Yeah, I,
2: I've always said macaroon, but I've heard macarons so many times. I'm macaroon, macaroon, macarine, well. macaroon. You say tomato, I say tomato. A friend says
1: tomato, to hey around uh, yeah <laughs> let's around not, let's not mack around the bush right now uh, and talk <laughs> let's do what, we'll, what you were going to do about half a minute ago and actually chat about the songs That's indeed, the singity songs uh well, I hope you like them folks, because uh, you didn't get a choice in the in this order because this is not <laughs> a I playlist, did. this is a podcast ha ha but I did so fuck you all. Uh that was Pilgrims <laughs> to start off with with limbs and after that it was kit with king sized bed. Actually no it's only king sized bed. My apologies kit. Anyway, uh we Vass, give give me your thoughts on Zephyr's song, Limbs. Because uh, I thought that
2: was some some absolutely stunning synth work on that I was, one. I was going to say, I thought you'd like that one. You're a sucker for a good synth. And that was full of them. And not only full of them, like, it was a full sounding track, too. So, it had, like, all the space in it filled with synths and stuff. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Yeah, it was like, is there one part of the spectrum that is not currently taken up? Nope. Let's I put another synth. layer in it. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, like, carved out the middle bit for our voice. Yes, uh, that, that's how you do Wall of Sound, folks.
1: What is up with these guys? Uh, they're a Sydney duo and it is, apparently there's a lyric video, but I couldn't be fucked watching the lyric video. Uh, it's
2: either the music video or nothing. I, I find it really hard. I remember um, Ed Sheeran actually did a pretty cool thing with a lyric video not too, I uh, say not too long ago, now it's probably ages ago. I think it was for Divide, potentially. Um, he the first few singles when he released them without videos, he released the lyric video, but it was like animated.
1: That's basically so a music like video. A, That's, a moving different. Moving That's different. That's
2: different. That's you know if it's yeah, got animation yeah. in yeah. it. but it was a music just lyrics. It's, it's not a lyric video. Like lyric videos are stupid. A background that looked like paint that moved from lyric to lyric, and the lyrics popped up in interesting ways, and that was like interesting enough to watch, I think. Okay, but generally like did- lyric videos where the text just pops up in chunks on a on a whatever, it's like eh. It's like uh, and if 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 the
1: lyrics aren't the the centerpiece of the music, it can be a bit it can leave you wanting vas
2: well, speaking of videos, this is a good segue to what we're talking about just before. I think the best uh lockdown video that I've seen so far, we've had some really good contenders, but uh the king size Bed video if you, if you guys have a chance, I would recommend you check it out really, really, really great use of. We're at home and we have to come up with something interesting. How can we make it interesting? They've done a really good job.
1: Yeah, indeed. Um, I'm just trying to go- This is for the other song we played, of course, King Size Bed. King Size Bed is out now, as you mentioned, a really good example of that that ISO mm. videoing. So, yeah, it was- um, And I'll tell you what, hooks for days, mate. That, that hook yeah. was
2: fucking and made the for radio- Production is brilliant on it, especially on her voice. Um, They've got like a little bit of a kind of um, saturation, like a distortion on it, just a little bit, and it just plants it firmly in that kind of vintage sounding. You know, the old microphones used to distort, the preamps used to distort a little bit, and it gave it that saturation, that vibe that you get in all of the drum tracks and stuff like that, and the vocal tracks back then. They've got a bit of that in there, and it goes a long way to giving it loads of character. It was just... and. That
1: harmony at the end of the chorus just fucking resolved mm. so nicely. And it, it just, oh, yeah, I'm getting the hot yeah. flushes here, Vass. No, it's uh, a standout track. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, Kit is a Melbourne based artist, and this is her sophomore single as well. Um, please go and check out both of those artists, Pilgrims and Kit. Uh, they're both v- uh, via Habit. So thank you, Habit Crew, for sending
2: those tunes. Uh, and just as a uh, quick aside for people who can't see all the stuff like we can, pilgrims is spelt P L G R M S, not the full word. Is there no and I k- in pilgrims? Just, k- no, as far as uh, as no. far as I'm concerned, P L R. Either there's P-L-R- a dirty D L G R P L G R M S. So. Yes, you're absolutely right because um, I double checked. I
1: I verified that for you. Um, two points of two points two source points. Uh, <laughs> two it's points a confirmed truth. Exactly, uh, and Kit is just K I T. Yeah, no, no missing eyes in that at all.
2: <laughs> it's not <laughs> <Me> K T. <know. laughs> well, should we should we tantalize the folks with what's coming up next?
1: In a, yeah, in a moment. Um, but yeah, check out both songs. They're out now. Yes. Uh, what's
2: out? What's out next? Vass, want to tell us about the next track? We've got uh, the Bonnie Dunes, which every time we look at the title, <laughs> Daniel, we keep going, We're going to Bonnie Dune.
3: Just can't get it out of my head. Have you ever been yes, to Bonnie, Doon? The Bonnie
2: Dunes? With, the Bonnie Dunes with Fred have the you, song. Have um, you ever I've been? I've never been to Bonnie Dune. It's shit. Don't go there. It's like, it's, <laughs> actually, it depends. It depends how high well, the Well, that's the point in the movie, isn't it? Yes. That their holiday location is just garbage. <laughs> well, the lake's good.
1: As I say, it's on a big bloody lake, and the serenity. It does depend on the level of Lake Eldon because if the level's really low, you just get like a hundred meters of mud flats between, <laughs> between the buildings and the the shoreline. It was so funny. When I was back at uni, we went on a trip with a bunch of, you know, people that we were studying with uh, for a bit of a getaway on the weekend. And we, we part of the trip, uh, we had to pass through Bonnie Dune and we'd rewatched the castle while we were up on this trip. They're like, Oh, yeah, gotta go and see Bonnie Doon. These people had no idea of what Bonnie Doon was like and we, <laughs> what they were we stopped into. there and there was just no irony, no sort of, you know, sarcasm detected on their faces. And they go, This place is shit. Why would you mention why would you say Bonnie Doon in this film is so good when it's really this <laughs> shit that we're just sitting there going, those of us yeah, that are in the, the joke. The joke right? It's like, yeah. You
2: don't. This is why everyone watching it that's been to Bonnie Doon is like, mm, yeah, that's funny. No shit, Sherlock's. Like, these
1: guys are supposed I, I, to be, so, you know, the best of the best studying medicine and they're just sitting there. No irony
2: whatsoever. Just the joke flies straight over the head. So, I've actually been to eldon yes um i haven't been to bonnie dune specifically though <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> actually sorry it's um thornton thornton is
1: where okay. i went to okay uh, Look, it's 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 a lovely holiday spot if you like likes uh
2: but yeah look it's... i went there for a i went there for a music festival so okay. i had a great time but i don't think it, your, your mileage may vary <laughs> Fair enough. We'll
1: leave it at that. Um, no, no, uh, love to all the people out in Bonnie Doon's way. Uh, Fred as a song, awesome. Um, now I had a choice of either picking the, uh, single edit, boo, or the full version. <laughs>
2: yeah. So you know what I picked? We don't do radio editions here on this podcast. Say no radio, radio
1: fucking timeline bullshit. I'm here to play the full song on the full song only. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's like playing uh, it's like saying you're going to play Freddie Mercury and then playing the stuff from his solo career. Just ain't right.
1: <laughs> well, it was like if I played this the single edit, the radio edit, I would have missed like two guitar solos. It's like, "Uh, oh, no." Oh, I, that's like why you're there. <laughs> that's exactly why I'm there. Also, speaking of guitar work, uh, great guitar work on this track. Awesome funk guitars and yeah, just throughout the song. I'm um, I was very impressed. Uh, and then we're going to go into your interview. Yes, I believe. Yes, I can't believe I haven't mentioned this. I am so excited to finally uh, put out the interview that I did with Steli a couple of weeks ago. It was so much fun, and she's such an uh, such a talented up and coming artist. I see her doing really big things in the next year or two. And it was such a such a good good uh, chat going into depth about where mm. how she goes about making music. In her position, she's very much as you, as you'll hear in the interview, a person that's supported by a lot of people. There are a lot of mm. support networks behind her, really trying to push her as an artist. And I don't blame them. She's yeah, definitely one of the best indie indie artists coming out in the country right now. Mm. And I was very lucky to yeah, absolutely
2: get some time to to sit down and chat with her about about her record. So yeah, nope, enjoy. Not to put you on the spot, not to put you on the spot too much, but you've got two of her tracks. Uh, intermingled with the uh, interview, two of chat yes, chats, two of Absolutely. songs. Absolutely. Um, which one of them is your favourite? Oh, they're both good. I'd have to listen over them. I have to listen over them again. The
1: one my favourite off the EP is "I'd Have Killed for You" outright. Um, that was mm-hmm. the first one I heard, so maybe that's my just my you know confirmation bias acting up again. But I didn't include mm, it because we played it a few weeks back and I didn't wanna didn't want to tread on the same path. But uh oh Fair enough. Show some more of our stuff. Colours and bedroom floor are new. And we mentioned that in the interview I believe. Um but they only came out a couple of weeks ago with the EP. So brand new stuff.
2: Oh well it's good. Sometimes we get the tracks, you know, before the EP's it's good to good for the listeners to have something to really sink their teeth into if they want to well, get some more
1: the ep's out now folks which we will mention again so i, I feel like we should um probably go around to playing bonnie dunes um because we can get, get get on to the interview where we reiterate all this again um yeah, yeah fair <laughs> fair enough. On. but no harm in mentioning it twice i guess that's we'll be back soon no doubt but uh in the meantime crack a cold one because uh, enjoy the stelly chat and we'll be back soon with you how does that sound Sounds good to me, mate. Let's do it. Here it is. Fred by the Bonnie Dunes right here on Bar Talk. Howdy, folks! Welcome back to the Bar Talk podcast. Yes, this is the Bar Talk podcast on AMR or wherever you get your podcasts. Hope you've been enjoying that, but I hope you're super excited because this because my guest this week is the absolute darling of indie pop in Adelaide. Uh, she's putting out awesome music, and her EP, her eponymous debut EP, just dropped the other week. I'm so keen uh, to be chatting to her right now. So, please, please welcome to the show, Steli.
6: Hello. Thanks for having me.
1: It's a pleasure. I mean, with the music that you're putting out, I am not- I just- We just had to have you because I tell you what, I'm really floored by what you've done with your EP. So, first of all, congratulations.
6: Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
1: You've- You must be so proud of it because you've been working on it for quite a while.
6: Definitely, yeah. I mean, I started some of these tracks two or three years ago, so it's nice to finally have them out in the world for sure.
1: Mm. It tends to be a very similar thing with a lot of artists and there's either a lot of relief or there's a lot of reflection when their mm. releases come out. So, how do you feel now listening back to something that the whole world can hear?
6: Definitely relief. I'm, I'm very excited to for everyone to hear them. Um like I said, it, they took a while to get out in the world, so having them out is definitely a big sigh of relief. Um, but I'm keen to move on to the next phase as well. So, there is a bit of reflection on how I can improve and how I can develop. So, a bit mm. of both.
1: Do you – how, like, I guess on a scale of 1 to 10, and I mean, you can lie here, that's fine. You can give me a 10 mm-hmm. if, if you want to please the fans. That's perfectly okay. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, on a scale of 1 to 10, how satisfied are you with the final product?
6: Oh, definitely a ten. I'd be lying if I didn't
1: say a ten. Wink, wink. You don't have to tell the truth. You know, this is all like it's all public image, Sally. It's okay. No, but yeah, I wouldn't.
6: I honestly, I wouldn't put it out if I wasn't ten out of ten happy with it. So.
1: You're like the alpha, you're like the stereotypical alpha male that goes in to pick up at the bar. You're like, Yeah, I'm a 10. I'm a 10. Ladies come at me. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely.
3: I
6: think you have to have that attitude in this industry, otherwise, you're not in the right industry.
1: So, did you have to sort of teach yourself that? Because when you started, were you much shyer and a bit more humble?
6: Yeah, absolutely. I was. Um, I found it hard to do writing sessions at the very start, it's very Mm. hard to open up to complete strangers. Um so it did take a while to get used to that but now I think I've developed and I kind of mm. know I stand my ground more on a lot a lot of things and yeah. Yeah. yeah it's definitely a learning curve being in this this industry
1: do cuz you you just mentioned there that you learn you've learned how to stand your ground so does that mean that you find criticism it can take a while to even if it's you know positive criticism do you find it takes a while to accept criticism and and sort of know where to either it's something you can sort of take into account or just to ignore.
6: No, nah, look, it, everything comes with a grain of salt. I think you should take on the criticism that you think will be helpful to you, and then some of it is kind of like you know it's up to you. As in, um, you taking the criticism that you, criticism that you think will help you, and some of it you do have to leave behind because that also helps you, if that makes sense.
1: It's sort of knowing when to pick the right the right yeah. advice.
6: You don't always have to agree with people's opinions, I don't think. So
1: No, this isn't kinda
6: take it and leave it in some instances.
1: (laughs) That's right. We're allowed to have opinions here. I know I know the internet sometimes says otherwise, but you can think what you want. I just just a reminder to everyone out there. So just when you hear me sprouting bullshit half the time, (laughs) you can ignore it. That's perfectly okay. (laughs) Um so I will We'll talk about the EP in a bit more depth soon, but while we're sort of on the topic, I want to discuss it a bit further about where you started as an artist, because you mentioned you were a lot shyer when you did start, but what got you into starting to write songs, though? There, There had to be some- was there some sort of trigger- that got you into it?
6: Um, uh, not really. I think I always knew that I wanted to be a musician from day dot. I didn't. I didn't. I'm not good at anything else. I don't just think came so. out of the
1: womb with a guitar in a hand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not
6: yeah, quite. maybe a piano, but got that'd a- be hard to come out of the womb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, one of them melodicas. Um- you know the ones where you yeah, blow like the Japanese instrument. Yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, have you have you played a melodica before?
6: No, no, I have not. Oh
1: my god, I bet it would be fun. Like you do a three line note and then you're like out of breath already. Like you've got yeah, to be a sax be player. Crazy. Like you've got to have the lung capacity to do it.
6: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but no, I I I think I just needed um, help feeling comfortable about sharing my stories. Um, yeah but once you get over that hurdle it's kind of become second nature i guess
1: Hmm. so when you started were you a very private individual in terms of your songwriting were you was it for definitely a, so for a while I were you I didn't
6: show anyone my stuff yeah i hated showing people my music at the very beginning yeah. i didn't even show my family
1: what was uh, oh the family? But the fam—it's always the family that they're, they're always the harshest critics, aren't they?
6: No, they're not. My family oh. love everything I do, which is which is great. But sometimes it's like I show them a song that I absolutely hate, and they're like, "Oh, I love this." So. <laughs> That's almost harder.
1: I, I, I was hoping for a grilling here. You're all praise. No. That's, that's great. Yeah,
6: it's all praise in the Stelly household for sure.
1: <laughs> it's a happy ending all around. I love it. It
6: is.
1: <laughs> no, and obviously big respect to the family. That's that's great. You've got such a supportive crew behind you.
6: Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't have done it without them, so I'm very lucky.
1: Who are you? Was there any particular mentors that got you through that first stage? Because there, there's gotta, you gotta have, there's at some point when you're starting out with anything, you've always gotta look up to someone who's more experienced or someone Uh that you're comfortable around. Were there people around you that that sort of said, no, it's okay to open up, it's okay to show these songs to the world?
6: I think I kind of just, I did do it mainly myself, I guess. I Mm. kind of just got over it myself. But my manager was with me quite early on, so she helped me with a lot of that stuff. Nice. For sure. So, yeah, I guess my manager, Ash, was at Obviously, is a big mentor for me still now, and yeah. helps me get over those hurdles. So, very lucky to have her on my team for sure.
1: Yeah, brilliant, great stuff, Ash. That's uh, you're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and thanks, of course, to we'll mention it too. I usually mention it later on, but thank you, of course, Title Track for being awesome and and help being just great at getting the getting the music out there too. Absolutely. Um, when you were you um, when you did start out? Were you doing like open mics and that sort of thing, or did you uh, start doing full on gigs first?
6: No, I before I was Steli. My first gig as Steli was supporting Lime Cordial at Lion Arts Factory. So I got quite lucky with my first gig. What a debut! Um, yeah, it was a crazy <laughs> debut. Three sold out shows. Never played a gig in my life. Um, it was crazy. But before then, I was just gigging at pubs, really, but not under the name Steli. Yeah. just as myself. Um, but, yeah, I, I was doing that since I left school, really, so a couple mm. of years, and then eventually I moved on to the big stage.
1: Were you, were you always musical growing up, though, or was it really after school that it triggered that?
6: No, not at all, not at all. I went to a special music school. I was surrounded by music every day. Wow. I loved it, wow. yeah.
1: and I'm guessing you had some really good music teachers that sort of, I guess...
6: Absolutely, very talented music teachers, which yeah. I was very lucky to have... In my corner, for sure.
1: Was there like a big school band at this school that you played in? or
6: (laughs) many school bands. There were were many, many, many school bands and school choirs at my school.
1: It was funny because this high school I went to, uh, the one I chose, because there was really only two or three choices that I could have picked when I was going to high school growing up in the country. Yeah. And and one of the reasons why I picked the school I went to was- uh, was because it had a bit of a better music program than yeah, I right. thought. That the 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 high school that was closer to me mm-hmm. uh, turned out that was wrong uh, because pretty much the music oh, no. the music program pretty much collapsed about oh, two no. years into it. So there was a school that band up? when I was in year eight, and I yeah. played rhythm guitar in a in a nice. in a like a concert band, which is the weirdest thing. Yeah, concert
6: bands are interesting. It's like,
1: now play F chord. (laughs) Okay, move that up to G, and you're just playing bar chords (laughs) all day. It's so weird. Um, (laughs) And reading music, which I know a lot of guitarists sort of like cringe at.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: I've lost all my I've I've forgotten how to read music. Um oh, not no, that no, I am. That's, <laughs> no, that's all right. I, I don't know. I don't who needs music? I just, pff, you know. Yeah, notations for notations for noobs.
6: Fair enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What so what um instruments did you play when at school? Was it mainly piano? Uh,
6: I played piano and I also played clarinet, but I don't tell that to many people. Oh.
1: You're telling me you missed out on a clarinet solo in the EP. I yeah,
6: maybe the next one. But
1: (laughs) I'm specifically putting that request down in writing. I I want, I want this clarinet solo on Skelly EP two.
6: I haven't picked up a clarinet for at least six or seven years, so I don't think that's going to happen.
1: Well, you better start. Come on, you've got two years for yeah. the next DP. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I set that challenge for you specifically.
6: Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I decline the challenge already.
1: <laughs> it just furiously tries to find like a proper MIDI, MIDI clarinet. It's like, ah,
6: fuck, yeah. fuck, a
1: real clarinet. You can synthesise everything these days. Exactly
6: right. <laughs> exactly right.
1: So, obviously – um, you play the, all the piano on the E P but obviously mm. all the guitar and that as well is you
6: No, no? not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't do- play the guitar. <laughs> okay. Absolutely not.
1: Please um- please tell. So what's um what's your band or your, did you go with the studio musicians or do
3: you have a band um, playing? So
6: I did I I have a band for my live for my live set. So I've hmm. got my guitarist Max and I've got my drummer Jared. Um, But for the EP, for all the recordings, they were done in Melbourne. Um, Most of them were done with Alex Markwell from the Delta Rig, So, he laid down all the guitar that you hear in my EP. I do not touch the guitar. (laughs) That's not my instrument at all. I wouldn't know how to play one chord on it. So, definitely not my doing.
1: That's interesting because a lot of the songs are very guitar-driven. I love
6: a guitar. I just (laughs) don't love playing it.
1: (laughs) Could you mention? is it um, one of the songs about how you love – love how they play the guitar so it's like that makes a bit more sense because it's like cause yeah. i don't. I mean I, I know some guitarists that are just you know that do appreciate the guitarist so that is a thing and you yeah. know it's like i I've, I've heard i don't know if you've ever watched Penn and teller before the music magicians from no, vegas I,
6: oh yeah i reckon my dad's shown me yeah the
1: <laughs> it's very it's very boomer entertainment guys yeah, just saying yeah. uh no but they're Penn and Teller are great, but they do mention uh, When in, the, in a lot of interviews, they say, oh, oh, do you like, what do you do in your free time? And they go, well, what do you think? We we watch other mus- magicians. Like, it's like guitarists. Yeah. Guitarists watch each other. You know, it's like mm-hmm. like any other art form. But you do get some wankers that say oh, I'm the best and, and ignore everyone else. <laughs> um, yeah. N- names can't come to mind. But, but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I know many guitarists that sort of, you know, talk about how they like other guitarists playing because it's just right. like, it's all about the self-promotion, you know.
6: Yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Oh, no. Like- nah, all the guitarists that I've worked with have been really lovely. I, I wouldn't be able to tell anyone in that category.
1: Again, the bullshit meter should be flashing yeah. above my head right no, now. No,
6: not at all.
3: <laughs> not at all.
1: <laughs> I don't no. Um. And I noticed, yeah, so there's a lot of really cool elements of both acoustic and electric guitar mixed in, intertwined. Yes. And I can't yeah. tell because I'm, I'm trying to think of- there's a lot of good bass work, too. On the mm. EP, so I should mention that as well. So, who did the bass work?
6: That's also Alex Markwell, and he you can take credit for that one very,
1: too. Very talented man, that is.
6: Absolutely. All the drumming you hear in there as well mm. is also.
1: So, did, did he. Because did he- I noticed you co wrote a lot of the songs, and um, mm. yeah, I see one or two of them Alex has, has co written with you. So, yes. did he. Uh, what's the right word? I'm, I'm trying to think. Arrange—that's the word I'm thinking of. I've got to got to remember my terms correctly. So yeah. forgive me, guys. It's a Sunday as of recording, so please be gentle. <laughs> did he um, arrange a lot of the the melodies, and while he was playing on guitar, or did you have to dictate Absolutely. to him?
6: Absolutely. Um, it was a bit of both. I mean, I kind of, I like I said, I'm not a guitar player, so I mm-hmm. kind of said the feeling that I want to emulate, and who. He demonstrated and created that feeling through a yeah. melody.
1: <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing worse than I'm fortunate enough to play both piano and guitar, but there's nothing right. worse than um, having to play something that a guitarist has written for keyboard. Yeah.
3: Because it's like, yeah, it's like right. do this
1: run, do do, 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 do do and it's like just yeah. you pretty much strumming up and down with a bar chord, oh, but really? then on piano it'll be like four octaves up and down the board. Yeah. It's like, it's not the same.
6: Exactly. <laughs> no, I can't really dictate what to play on the guitar at all because I have no experience. So I left that up to him, and I just said I want it to sound dreamy and nostalgic, yeah. and he made it happen.
1: I have to ask on Californian Lullaby because I like it mm. sounds sort of chuggy. It's like that chuggy sort of rhythm section going on the back, like tuh, 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 tuh. is that actually bass or is that just like bar chords in the back, like power chords in the background, just like really muted?
6: Where are we talking? So in Californian Lullaby? No,
1: um, oh, sorry, I got the songs wrong. <laughs>
6: Oh no, you're right. I was going to say I don't have- remember
1: that in that song. So. No, 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 I know. I say wrong, wrong song uh, again, idiot me. So um, I'd have killed for you because there's mm. that chuggy sort of thing going on in the background. Is that bass or is that guitar? Yeah,
6: it is. A- oh, mm. it might even be a mixture of. <laughs> it might even be a mixture of the
1: two. It's yeah, because I noticed that this the the mixing is everything's sort of nothing's nothing is you know too much at the forefront in terms of the instrumentation like the the piano fits in, you know, nicely in its own niche. And, again, you've got really good um, yeah. textures going on in the background with electric and acoustic guitar and the bass as well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, because Alex produced all the songs, didn't he?
6: He produced a majority mm. of them. Some of them were co-produced. Um, yeah. And The Backs Against the Wall was the only one that he didn't touch.
1: Oh, yes, yes. I see. Um, that one was produced by Xavier Dunn. Yeah. Um, what was Because yeah. I see you, there's a few, because it's not just all your songs, you have co-written a lot of them. So, were any of them, were any, like, what proportion of the songs were, you know, entirely done before you went to the studio, as in composed by yourself? And were there mm-hmm. others that were just, I don't really have anything or here's a concept, let's work on that?
6: uh look I think co-writing is the is the best thing ever I would never bash anyone for having co-writes on their songs um yeah. just bouncing off ideas it's just so much better like I I would never say to someone that I'm the best writer in the world so having <laughs> other people help with that is definitely <laughs> the way to go yeah. Um, the way it worked is I, I wrote Bedroom Floor myself. That was the only one I took into a session having mm, just mm. a, just a demo, like a very basic demo. Um, every other track on there, except for Backs Against the Wall as well, was, um, was basically like I'd written it with someone else. We had done a demo and then I'd taken it back to Alex and we finessed it a couple of months later. So it was all kind of done in bits and pieces.
1: And with the recording process, was it all done in one go, or did you have to come back and take several trips to Melbourne uh, to do it?
6: I took several trips to Melbourne. We kind of finished uh, the majority of it in a week, um, oh, that's and then pretty, I came back. Yeah, and then efficient. I came back maybe again after that to finish off and finalize some other things. But yeah, it was pretty quick process. I mean, mm. when you have someone that shares the same vision as you, um, yeah. like Alex did, he kind of just knew what I wanted and you know, made it happen, basically.
1: Cool. Cool. Was it a case of um, knowing from the start that Alex would be the best fit as the main producer and Not collaborator?
6: Um, no, I, did, I had no idea. I only um, really started working when, I, when my manager set up a co-writing session with mm. me, um, with him, and the first day we met, we wrote colours. Okay. Um, and the first day... It was it was a, such a fun session, but I didn't really like the song to begin with, to be honest. Um, so I kind of came home and um, I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And then I went back and, we fin- and my manager was like, no, nah, this track's amazing. You need to go and finish it off. So I went back to Melbourne, <laughs> finished off the track, yeah. and then I fell in love with it. And I absolutely loved working with Alex. And then I kind of turned around to my manager and was like, I think this is the guy that needs to finish my EP.
1: <laughs> was that the one... Um- you mentioned before about how, you know, you showed songs to your family and then they go, no, this is actually really good. So, was this one of those songs?
6: <laughs> no. I don't even think my family had heard it at oh. that point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was, you're doing- it's still amazing. It was just very different from what I was used to in terms of a writing. I mean, the song did sound completely different to what it sounds like now. Um, okay. But it was very experimental yeah. in compared to what I what I had done. Yeah. And I think in the end that's what I needed. So, And I just didn't realise it yet.
3: Mm. but.
1: So, it sounds like then that you really didn't know where it was going to end up or the vision that you did have when you started the project ended up being a totally different, you know, going in a totally different direction to what you expected. And that's a common thing I hear with a lot of musicians. They do go into the studio expecting one thing and coming out with something else. So, did you find that that was your experience?
6: Uh a little bit of yes and no. I mean, I, I know my sound and I know I wanted this EP to really emulate and make clear what my sound is, and I think it does yeah. that. And I was really clear in how I wanted that to be portrayed um, quite early on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard to convey that message to people. Um, but no, I think it was, it was quite easy. I mean, I definitely tested a few boundaries um, with some of the tracks on there, but overall I think they all came out as planned. It yeah. might have taken a roundabout way of
1: how to get there. <laughs> it's it's not the destination; it's the journey. It's exactly. Just, it's a, some philosophised bullshit. That's okay. I have exactly a friend. Right. I have a friend that majored in philosophy, so I I take pointers from him occasionally. About-
6: yeah. fair enough. <laughs> we we should- I think we all should. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, let's let's chat about the first track, which is not a single. It hasn't come out as a single yet. Bedroom floor. No. Tell us yes. – and it's just come out as part of the EP. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us a bit about it. I guess you mentioned this was the one that you wrote by yourself. What were you? Mm. What was going on in your mind when you were, you know, writing down the lyrics and the music?
6: Oh, I that was written oh, close to two years ago, I think, mm. in my bedroom. That was one of the tracks that that kind of started off the EP. So, I wrote that in my bedroom, not on the floor, <laughs> on my piano. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh okay. yeah! Put a it piano on a floor. The-
1: come on, lay it down yeah. on the floor. Get there, like get right. a harness, hang from the roof, yeah, and play it that it way.
6: Would have, it would have been maybe it would have come out better if we did that. I don't know. <laughs> just add a
1: bit of extra sustain if the strings yeah. are laying down. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
6: Um, that track came about. I mean, I was just a really angsty, heartbroken teenager. I guess that's really the basis of that track. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a- always it's the way. Absolutely. Everybody has that phase. It's like Probably. 17, 16. It's just like, yeah, yes. whatever, I don't know, whatever age you do. I don't know some people are late developers. You could be 43 when that happens. Who knows?
6: Exactly right. Uh,
1: you know, age is just a number, as they say.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: But you can definitely see that come out. And what I've what I've uh, appreciated when I've been listening to the whole album is there's sort of- You focus on very specific details in your lyrics. So, you yes. mentioned about the dress being on the bedroom floor, and it sort of conjures mm-hmm. up a very- a very specific image and a very specific tone. Like yeah. there is, there is a lot of conflict going on in that song, which I really like. So mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, I mean, all the tracks are standout, but it's, it, it's one that we haven't, haven't touched on yet on the show. And yeah, I'm definitely keen to play it. So
3: yeah, let's, thank you.
1: let's do it. And then we'll come back and I'm happy to go into a bit more detail about uh, the themes and that behind the e- EP as well. So Beautiful. don't go anywhere, folks. Here is bedroom for the, First track off Stelly's eponymous debut. Um, we'll be back soon on Bar Talk. Don't go anywhere.
5: You know too much about me But you never tell a living soul While I'm around And I wrote this song about you Just to tell every living soul what went. to please me
1: That, folks, how about that? That was the first track off Stelly's EP titled Would You Believe It? Stelly called Bedroom Floor. And I hope that floored you all because uh, it certainly did for me. Um, <laughs> I've got Stelly on the line with me right now, chatting all things um, EP and food and <laughs> bullshit. I guess that's pretty much it. Everything's everything's bullshit to a certain extent. Pretty talking much. About- <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, no that great great track I really like it you're right when you said you were going for a, not the experimental elements but you know you're experimenting a bit there's a few cool tones in the background there especially towards yeah. the end with that the instrumentation there
6: so, yeah I love that it's my favourite bit
1: mm, yeah do you when when you're listening to music do you tend to focus more on the lyrics or this is like other people's music uh, more on the lyrics yeah. or the actual instrumental yeah, no. parts
6: Definitely, the lyrics all the way. I'm mm. very much a lyric gal. Okay. Um, yeah, I I only listen to the lyrics. <laughs> yeah.
1: So have you always been big on the singer songwriters that are more focused on the words rather than these grandiose musical statements?
6: Um, I mean, I still do love a musical statement, but I just feel like if you've got good lyrics, you kind of you've kind of won the battle.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Do you prefer songwriters that, that cloak their lyrics, I guess, in more cryptic layerings or do you absolutely. like-
3: Absolutely.
6: Yeah, so no, you- absolutely. All so- about the cryptic lyrics.
1: Okay, okay. So, really, have you tried to emulate that then in your writing style or do definitely. you find-
6: Definitely. I definitely do. I yeah. mean, I'm probably not as cryptic as some, but <laughs> I, I, I like to leave it up to the imagination in some Yeah. Ways, I mean, it's just always a bit more fun and a bit more creative, I think, than just telling it straight down the line.
1: Fair enough. And so, do you tend to find that you'll describe something when you're writing it down and it'll mean something else? Or like, you know, you say you talk about something like… I know you mentioned things like in the movie, in not in the movie, in in the okay. movie. Well, you well you you Well, I, I know you've mentioned before that your your songs have a very Hollywood feel. So I guess that's mm. where I'm getting confused. But we'll yeah. talk about that in a sec. But in your music, uh, you know, you'll write something about I don't know something about the car. The car was shiny white or whatever. Mm. Um, his his uh, his gait was was astonishing. I don't know. You pull out some bullshit <laughs> out of your brain. I don't know. Yeah. And is it you, you go, okay, case? So, well, you know, I'm actually talking about the car or do you use the car or whatever you're describing as a vessel for describing something else? I know that's a weird question. And No,
6: I, I get where you're going. Probably yeah. a bit of both, to be honest.
1: Yeah. So, do you tend to find you might swap out words and go, you know, I'm actually talking about this- but really, yeah. I'll swap it with this verb so that it confuses everyone. And, totally.
6: I mean, and- I'm not out there to confuse people as such, but you know, <laughs> you want to make them think.
1: Yeah, true, true. It's like you know, it's like you, you want to make the most out of what you're getting. You know, when you buy a, when you buy a Steely record, it's not just all you know. Not not you know. Don't judge the book by its cover. Yada yada. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
3: Totally.
6: Exactly right.
1: Because it it is, and, and you have gone for that Hollywood, very seventies Hollywood feel, and I. I know you've probably had that described to you before, but was that Definitely. an intention when you went in to record the EP?
6: I also have this question a lot as well. No, absolutely not. I mean, like I said, I knew the sound that I wanted, but I didn't know that it was going to be described as a mm. 70s Hollywood theme, but I kind of love that.
1: Who, who pointed that out to you first?
6: <laughs> oh, Lord, I don't know. I mean, I, I, the image that you see of me and, like, all my photos and stuff, that's all very much me. Yeah. I mean, I don't... Um, I don't fabricate those things. I didn't have to come up with it. I didn't have to sit down with my manager and be like, okay, we need to come up with an image. That was very much <laughs> very um, organic and natural, which mm. is the way that I think it should be. Um, but I think I was sitting down at a meeting with someone and they were like, oh, this is all very 70s and they said that. And I was like, you know what, that's very funny you say that because I didn't really mean for it to be like that. But now that I look at it, it definitely is.
1: Because I don't know why, but all I could think of and I couldn't it was- I don't know why. I don't know whether somebody's picked up this before, but the song, um, How Do We Look So Good, the riff sounds very Pink Floydish. I don't oh, know why. Has anybody I pointed that out that to reason. you?
6: No, they haven't, but I'll take that for
1: yeah. sure. <laughs> like, if, if the song was about four times longer and the instrumental went for, yeah. like, half the song, it could pass off as a, a Pink Floyd B-side from, like, <laughs> Dark take Side that. of the Moon era.
3: Absolutely. Like, that's I'll what I got. That.
1: I don't know why. It's a similar riff, and it's, like, and the mm. guitar tone is very similar to- uh, like what's his name from Pink Floyd? People are going to going to crucify for, for this. What is that? Um, David Gilmore or whatever?
6: Oh look, no, I was? don't know either. <laughs> I, can't, I can't help you with that one. That's I not like, my I, era. I, I always
1: forget who's in Pink Floyd, and I'm going to get absolutely <laughs> roasted for this. My other co-host, <laughs> who is a massive Floyd Floyd fanatic, oh, no. he's going to listen back to this and go, "You idiot!" <laughs> no, um, but it was. It was a very. I think yeah, David esque Esque sort of riff going on there, so cool. Yeah, yeah kind of cool. I'll
6: definitely take that.
1: So I, I get that, but it's interesting to see that you don't like you've gone for that own style. That you know, even though you've got the management, and you've had that management behind you for years. You're very much the master of your own destiny in terms of what you want the public to perceive you as.
6: Totally, I think that's the only way to do it. I mean, if someone else is coming up with your image, it's not really your image, is it?
1: True, that's true. And I mean, this is sort of a thing that's played a lot of musicians and high-profile musicians in the past, especially in the earlier decades of pop music, you know, it was very much the push to, with the major labels, to sort of, they will choose what you look like. Probably yeah. I'm trying to think of a really famous example, thing like Beach Boys, like what it is, um, yeah. Brian Wilson never wanted to be the surf pop guy, he always wanted to write interesting music and he only really got oh, yeah. that after he'd made a bunch of money mm. on the other albums and said, yeah. right, do whatever you want and came out with pet sounds. So, that's just yeah. an example from history. But it's good to see that you are choosing your own image. Do you do you reckon you'll be one of those people that will hop between styles each release or do you like the idea of having a very consistent discography throughout?
6: A bit of both. I mean, in terms of, like, looks and kind of that overall style, I think that'll stay because I don't think my style is going to change much. I mean, maybe it will. I mean, I don't know. That's but it. But in terms of music. Yeah, electro I'm, country album's coming. Yeah. Move over,
1: Cotton Eye Joe.
6: <laughs> exactly right. But in terms of music, I'm not – I've never been one to be kind of afraid of, or especially now, I'm not afraid to kind of muck around with different styles of music. Mm. I mean, obviously keeping it within boundaries, but I don't know. I, I'd love to – Explore more with like any type of genre, but just make it stellar.
1: Yeah, yeah. What would be what? What would you reckon would be the most surprising genre for you to come out with an album for? Like, oh, if-
6: definitely like heavy metal or something like that. You, that you, would never happen. Do you
1: reckon you would you would partner up with a metal band for like a feature feature uh, feature feature
6: not. spot? <laughs> no, no, no way. <laughs> no, I would not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just wait till the ideas run out. Then you'll be just running It's like, yeah. hey guys, come on. <laughs> Hey, um, hey, Deftones, come on.
6: Yeah. <laughs> I've got this
1: song idea. I reckon you'll really like it. No. um, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, you know, it's always good to dream, though. So, I mean, you can't really predict what you're going to do in the future, can you?
6: No, definitely not. So, I can say no now, but it might actually happen. I highly doubt.
1: But. <laughs> never say never, as, as, exactly. as a wise philosopher once said, <laughs> Justin Bieber. Was that was that Justin Bieber never say it never? Was Justin Bieber, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Were you were you were you a Bieber believer back in the day? No,
6: I wasn't. I I never really went through that phase as a kid where I was obsessed with a band. I think like I never went through the One Direction phase or the Justin Bieber phase. I think the closest I got was The 1975. I was a big 1975 fan. Oh, yeah. yeah. But even that wasn't really taken to the extreme. Like maybe okay. he was maybe they were my wallpaper at one stage on my phone, but
1: What's, Nothing further than that. What's the? Were you? Did you always? Was he, is the lead? What's the lead singer's name from the seventy nineteen seventy five?
3: Matt. Healy. That's Matt the Healy. one.
1: Do you, were you one of those ones that fawned over Matt? Was like oh, he I your? Mean, was he your heartthrob as a teenager? I won't deny it. I
6: won't deny that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so are we going to? Are we going to get the like the the eighties rip off next? If you're a, like, is that what we're going to see next coming no, out? I
6: don't 80. think so. It would be fun. <laughs> 80s is
1: back. Come on. I 80s s- is
6: definitely back. I want to see some cheesy
1: synths. <laughs> a- I'm, I'm making a list. What I want on the next yeah, Skelly no, album? Clarinet, clarinet solo,
6: guitar solo, no, Yeah. 808s. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All in the one record. No.
6: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,. Let's let's talk about the the themes behind the I mentioned. I've mentioned this like three times. Let's talk about the themes. Themes, themes, themes. Okay. You know, it's all about context, sure. as they say in English class. Um, mm. a, a lot of the songs very autobiographical in terms mm-hmm. of what when you were writing them, or did you find that you were getting inspiration from what other people were experiencing at the time?
6: The, this is always a tricky question for me. I mean, the way I kind of think about it is, my songs are. Born from my own experiences, but I like to exaggerate them. If that makes
1: sense, you're a drama queen. That's I'm
6: that's, definitely you a drama queen you can, when it you comes can. to writing, <laughs> not in other terms.
1: <laughs> Making the mountain out of the molehill. That's that's yeah. the, That's the secret to songwriting. It don't totally, ever. Totally,
6: I think it is
1: something too grounded in reality. That's boring. Nobody wants to hear exactly. what, what you had for breakfast. Everybody exactly. wants to hear about your heartthrob. So what you're saying totally. is the album is about that fantasy about you and Matt Healy. Let's. let's
6: <laughs> no way. No. <laughs> She's not going to put it on record. That. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. She,
1: you can tell me everything <laughs> after the interview. That's okay. <laughs> put it in oh. an expose later. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's
6: all
1: right. I, that's fine. Because um, <laughs> a lot of the songs are very much in the vein of that unrequited love theme, yeah, or that, that sort of not. Almost break up thing. So, very classic, very classic songwriting staples Absolutely. and can never get boring if you do something interesting with it, which I certainly think your EP does. Mm,
6: thank you. But
1: do you tend to find that you always gravitate towards that sort of theme when you're writing, or do you find that like every one in ten songs you just happen to write this happy pop banger?
6: I. What was the question? <laughs> yeah, so do you tend out. to
1: always stick within the, oh, I'm fawning over someone, oh my God, I want to get with Matt Hilly? I want to. <laughs> no, um, there's always a heartbreak sort of thing going on, like or uh, or some of them like happy songs.
6: Happy songs, I think, are harder to write. I don't know. I I just love that kind of heartbreak element. To like, I'm not, you know, cutting myself short and sticking mm. to that all the time. But whenever I've tried to venture out, it hasn't always gone to plan. Yeah. So I have written those happy pop songs, but I don't <laughs> think anyone will ever hear them except for me.
1: So there's still there's still a little <laughs> bit of that that anticipation. Oh, that's the word? Um, intrepidation. I think that's yeah. the right word about some of be. your some of your own things. So it sounds like you've still got a few hurdles in terms of going just completely providing your entire Definitely. experience. Yeah, yeah,
6: yeah, absolutely.
1: Do you hope that you'll be able to write a happy album or a happy release one day? that you'd be happy to, to let out into the world?
6: Yeah, for sure. I mean, at the moment, I love, you know, the whole mood. I'm, I'm very happy at the moment. I'm in a happy relationship, so I've mm. got really nothing to be sad about. But Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just find it more interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like if everything was happy, the world would be a boring place, wouldn't it? Yeah,
6: totally. <laughs> totally.
1: Got to have the heartbreak. Absolutely. Let's, um, before we go on to play another song, I just want to quickly, briefly touch on your music videos. Yeah, because you have, as I said, really embraced the the Hollywood thing. One Mm. of them is like, I think, yeah, one of the one of the one of the videos I see you you're trying to make Adelaide look like L.A. It's like, come Mm. on, no, everybody sees what you're trying to do. I know, I know, you can't fly to (laughs) L.A. at the moment, but. (laughs) Would you?
6: I don't know. I think there's a bit of charm in Adelaide. I reckon it does kind of look like L.A.
1: (laughs) In the right light, with the the right editing. But you can make anything look good with editing. There's a – I can't remember. There's a famous example of in a movie like where the director basically just said, look hungry. And it's actually like a scene where this guy's looking down to like a murdered battle scene or whatever. Oh,
6: right, yeah. And right.
1: it's like, you know, <laughs> you can just- it's all in the editing. Like,
6: it's- Yeah.
1: The actor wasn't thinking about these terrible things that are happening. He's just looking hungry, like,
3: yeah, and fair, forlorn. Fair yeah,
1: So, it is, <laughs> editing's a very underrated rated art form, guys, just saying. <laughs> makes me sound like a better speaker than I actually am. Come on. <laughs> No, um. So I'm guessing the the music videos, sort of the ideas for them, have come after the music because you know how you mentioned before, you know, after meetings and such. You said you decided, right, this sounds '70s. We're going to go with the '70s thing, and you really have yeah. thrown all in for the the visuals and the the music videos too, haven't you?
6: Well, I think you have got to go full throttle with this sort of stuff. Um, that music video wasn't even meant to be a music video. It was meant to be a lyric video. Oh, that okay. Turned into a music video. And this, so- which which
1: one are you talking about?
6: I'd have killed for you, I believe. Yes, oh, that's the only one I've got to be honest
1: at the moment. A, oh no, I'm thinking, yeah, no, I've I i do not know why I didn't forget. I don't know why I, I forgot that you didn't have a video for California Lullaby, and I've no,
6: no, that's all good. I wish Again, I had a video for Californian the, Lullaby.
1: It's but- the cal- <laughs> <laughs> takes notes furiously, is yeah, as I <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess uh, out of. Well, I guess out of all of them, have there been any particular song on the EP which has really stood out and surprised you in terms of feedback people have been giving you?
6: Uh, Oh, it's a tricky one. I mean, a lot of people seem to be liking- A lot of um, people that I've had interviews with have seemed to like Backs Against the Wall, um, Mm. which is quite surprising because that track almost didn't make the EP to begin with, so- I'm glad it's on there now, Um, but people seem to like colors as well. They gravitate towards that, but Californian Lullaby was quite a standout too. I didn't think that that would get um, as much love as it did, not because I don't think it's an amazing track, but more because it's a slow ballad and usually people always go, you have to release the fast ones.
3: But Yeah.
6: yeah, Californian was a big surprise that people kind of gravitated towards that.
1: So you can thank Adele for everyone liking slow songs.
6: Totally, absolutely, <laughs> I love slow songs. I always wanted to release my slow ones first, so yeah.
1: um, <laughs> I stand my ground. Fair enough. Let's um before we before we you know play the song. Let's talk about the next song we are going to play, which will be uh, "Colors," the aforementioned mm. aforementioned second track off the album, which is your latest single. Is that right?
6: It is, yes. yes. It was released as a single with the EP.
1: Yeah. Please please do tell a bit of us a bit about it and um, what, how it came about, I guess, in the studio.
6: Yeah. Well, Colours was an interesting one. Like I said, it was the first track that I wrote with Alex Markwell, who ended up mm. finishing up most of the majority of the EP. Um, we, I was in Melbourne. It was a nighttime session. So, it was the first kind of session that I had at night, which I didn't have much experience with. Um, not that it makes a difference, but it kind of does in a way. Um I kind of said to Alex that day, I don't, I didn't really care about the lyrics. Um, I don't care if the lyrics don't make sense. I just want it to be the yeah. overall feeling. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much how it began. It began with some synths, and then it grew from there.
1: Mm, nice. Um, with so with that, obviously, we're going to play it in a sec. But please tell us what is next on the cards for you. What do you What do you want to do next in the coming year?
6: Oh, I mean, COVID I'd love permitting. to play some. <laughs> i love to play some live shows. So that it was <laughs> be great because um, you did. You
1: did have a, a launch. Recently, I did. it, didn't you? I
6: did have a launch last Friday at the Lion Arts Factory. It was my first ever headline show and it was a sellout. So that was very exciting.
1: Nice. What was the capacity, by the way? Because I know.
6: Uh, the capacity was 100. So okay. it was it was half that's of good. what we expected, but I'll still take it. That's I'll good. I'll still call it a sellout. <laughs> no,
1: hey, look, 10 people, ten a 10 person venue is a sell. If it's a sellout, it's a sellout. It it's just a sellout, exactly. Sounds right. better. No, that's 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 good, <laughs> though, for a first headline. That That's really cool.
6: Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I was very excited. I played my first ever show at Lion Arts Factory, so it was. I always wanted to do my headline mm. there, so I'm glad I could actually do that.
1: Do you play piano live when you're. When uh, you're singing? No,
6: I don't. Okay. I don't like to be behind an instrument when I'm playing. I'm very particular about that. I kind of just like to walk around and. Do you
1: do, you do the art? how do you position your hands do you do the the joe cocker <laughs> thing or do you opera like what i call the no. uh, i'm trying if you see what i'm doing now it's like you get your arms like um a swan a swan's head no, and just go up right, like really. that
6: I but- think my aunt just do whatever they want
1: to do. <laughs> <laughs> or do you do the Robert plant where you just like, like absolutely grip the shit out of the mic? <laughs> yeah.
6: <That's> probably, probably. <laughs>
1: Have you never watched yourself back in video or something? Yeah. <laughs> I don't the- think I want
6: to
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'll put you off. I'm sorry.
6: No,
3: you're
1: <laughs> all right. Oh my God. Well, um, <laughs> let's, let's leave that for a sec. No, um, Hopefully, hopefully we can see you live when you come come down to Melbourne. It'd be great to.
6: Yeah, I would love to. Oh. I mean, I had plans too. I would have been there probably around about now. I think doing shows. Um- Mm. I have them booked, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) maybe next
3: year.
1: (laughs) Ah, It's always a next year. It's all good. Yeah. Um, Well, congrats again on everything. The EP is absolutely phenomenal. Please go and check it out, guys, and listen to it in full. It really works. All six songs really work one after the other. So, you do have to listen to it in order to really appreciate it, I think. So, do yourselves a favour, guys, and give it a spin. Speaking of giving it a spin, where can people find it, buy it, download it, whatever? (laughs) (laughs)
6: Ha! <laughs> Oh, anywhere. <laughs> anywhere you anyway, listen
1: to music, so, you so, can find it. Oh, so anywhere? So, i like pop down to my Baker's Delight, grab a croissant, <laughs> grab a loaf of bread, grab Stelly's well, EP. You asked them, if
6: you ask them to play it,
1: I'm sure they would. <laughs> Remember when, when Ed Sheeran came out with one of his albums, he specifically mentioned in it, it's like, hey, guys, uh, Kmart selling my album. Make sure you go and oh, all yeah. the supermarkets selling my album. Make sure you grab it with your eggs and your milk. Wink, wink.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like, come on. Come on, Eddie. No one buys CDs anymore. Says <laughs> as so I like, look Suspiciously over at my cabinet, where all three yeah, right. all three Ed Sheeran albums are just smiling back at me in CD form.
3: <laughs> no, um,
1: <laughs> congrats again. Um, is, Thank is it in? You. Have you got physical copies? Uh, EP? Uh- I
6: don't. No, Not no. yet. No. Uh, no.
1: Do you reckon you'll do vinyl? Oh, at I some hope
6: point? so. At some point, yeah. absolutely. I will. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, do you have vinyl at, at home, or do you have CDs? Uh, yeah, or I do. I, I have vinyl. Yeah,
6: yes. I have started a collection.
1: Real? Oh, you've started a collection. Have you got any of your? Have you ha- have you had any hand me downs from mum and dad yet?
6: Oh, they got rid of theirs. I was so upset.
1: Oh, they, got, they
6: sold them all before I came along. Oh, sorry. so.
1: They- they do and the thing where they just like, me- nobody's ever going to listen to vinyl again yeah, ha- with exactly. this fandangled CD digital business. Let's and just every get rid time of it. We all. Go to-
6: yeah, exactly. Every time we go to a record store and I pick <laughs> one up that I really like, they're like, oh, we had that. Now that like, we'll we just- like, you don't anymore. <laughs>
1: uh, my mum's- Yeah, I've. I don't have a vinyl collection. I've always gone with CDs, but my mum's- Always kept hers, and she's got the full Beatles discography uh, box that set. That
6: would be amazing! How, so, how crazy! It's
1: sitting in the cupboard, gathering dusts, But it's going to be mine yeah. apparently one day. That's
6: all that matters. Apparently,
1: it's specifically in the will <laughs> with my name on it. <laughs> Daniel likes that want. music thing. We'll give him the. Uh, we'll give him the. We'll give him the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, cool. But yeah, go and check it out. Obviously, you've got your Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and all that.
6: Yes, Yeah. yep, yeah, it's all there.
1: Yep, and uh, website, have you got a website too?
6: I do, I do have a website, it's just Steli Music, oh, just steli.com, I believe.
1: Steli.com. Uh, it says I was going to think of a pun, but I can't think of one. Um, <laughs> it's a s- stellar website, I'm sure.
6: How's I've that? I've heard that one
3: before. Uh, damn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. Um, we, I think we got off track way more than I was expecting, but that's, that's the best, <laughs> that's all good. it's the best way. With apologies to Matt Healy, of course. Um, uh, if I say his name <laughs> yeah, enough we'll and run yeah. backwards three times, uh, while playing a guitar, I think he'll, he'll show up in my living room. <laughs>
6: Um, <laughs> tell, tell him I say hi If
1: he does <laughs> You have to ask him to do a, a feature On your next album
3: yeah, Write that, that down
1: I specifically request that That's my third my third request For the album number two
3: Amazing <laughs> I'd love
6: but, that too That's my request
1: <laughs> He's a producer too You could get him to produce your album
6: Oh, I, I would love to Yeah <laughs> Listen I'm down
1: <laughs> Nice Anyway uh, Thank you for being For putting up with my bullshit uh um, oh, thank si- you for having me. Sitting down. Hope Adelaide doesn't treat you too too badly. And uh, oh, Adelaide's
6: when- <laughs> my favourite place on earth. I don't think you can do wrong.
1: Uh, the water could be a bit better. So I've yeah. heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, the um, water's
6: a bit shit. Other than that,
1: we'll send you paradise. some. We'll send you some contaminated Melbourne water when you get a yeah, chance. <laughs> that'd
6: be great. I'll put it
1: in a box thank and I'll mail it express post. <laughs> <laughs> Airmail. <laughs> no, Easy. thanks again, Steli, uh, for being awesome no and worries. keep making awesome music. I'm keen to hear hear and see what happens next.
6: Amazing. Thanks for having me.
1: Let's let's play it now, guys. We're going to go on to the new single, "Colors," off Steli's EP. Steli, please tell everyone what they are listening to.
6: Oh, my name's Steli, and you're listening to "Colors."
1: And and the sh- the show. They forget oh. the show. <laughs>
6: oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that,
1: that's fine.
5: Um, tour. Midnight and I met a fool Dreaming about the way we'd be Face down in a broken room Tracing all our shadows on the wall Is it ever gonna be enough If we stay like this Just for a minute For a minute Just for a minute For a minute Oh And take flight Now we're pushing through I love you to the moon, we make making friends with the silver, you We're in our hearts where you won't go Is it ever gonna be enough if we live like this Just for a minute, for a minute, just for a minute, oh And I don't wanna waste this time, waste this time and oh Makes me from his door but single only tune, and it's leaving
6: here and you're listening to AMR.
2: Well done, Daniel. That was a fantastic interview. Cheers. <laughs> and some fantastic songs. No worries. <laughs> don't know how to You're like, I just asked the question. She was the fantastic one.
1: <laughs> I'm not the star of my own show. What do you mean? <laughs> it's not my name that's you, all over that's it. how you
2: do it, right? You got to create the illusion that yes. it's not you. It's everyone else. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. That's no, it. You got to. It's,
2: some great,
1: it's got to be a mirror. But, you know, he's got to bounce off the
2: other, other person. Well, either way, it was thoroughly that, that, enjoyable. That, and the song sounded as well. worse they're... than it
1: probably was. Like, I, I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, in like a,
2: you know, in an interview sense. Well, there's there's an element of actually, I think about this every time I watch any of the like Jimmy Fallon stuff and, and all that, uh, any of the American talk show stuff. I'm like, the better they are, the better the person they're interviewing looks. Because they're they're meant to be not a mirror, exactly. I'd say, but they're meant to be transparent, almost. Like it's it's just not about them. It's about the person they're interviewing. So exactly, that the better that person looks, and the more time that they have to speak and explain things about themselves, the better the interview is done. Right? Yeah, it's, uh, something like that. Oh, no, something, no, no, no. something, there's something. My, something my interview catch.
1: <laughs> there's my fucking catchphrase. I'm gonna make it <laughs> official. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a sign. I'm gonna get a sign printer to put it out. Bar talk. Just-
2: Put it something underneath like the bar talk on the on the um, on the actual <laughs> like it, artwork for bar talk. You've just got yes. bar talk across the middle, and then something like that yeah. under the
1: bottom. Yeah, in quotation marks. Yeah, and and something. Well, we
2: heard and
1: no G in that heard, something. It's just something apostrophe something like that. Something like that.
2: <laughs> Some of the T H I N apostrophe yeah something something,
1: something. yeah S O M I N apostrophe. <laughs> Yes, with the O. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, yeah, well, we got to hear a couple of tunes from uh, Steli, uh, Bedroom Floor and Colours. And you would have heard uh, Sam Marks in there with Ellie May as well.
1: Yes, sirree, Bob. Uh, Ellie <laughs> May is the debut single from Sam Marks. He is a another Sydney-based artist and he's been backpacking all over apparently so he's uh, been getting some getting some inspiration for this shit mm.
2: and he's come and back it, with his it, brilliant debut we were talking about um lyrics earlier um of of the songs that i had the privilege to listen to for this week's mm. episode um i think the lyrics in in the Sam Marks tune jumped out at me the most um just or well, maybe it's the uh poeticism of them like the how well they rhymed and the flow of the whole thing it just came across really solid
1: yeah no it was a it was a solid song i it was Is- just beautifully composed um he's a student of the sydney conservatorium of music so you'd only expect ah, well, the best <laughs> yeah that makes sense <laughs> but you're right a beautifully composed piece of music with some excellent lyrics i really don't have anything else to say it's
2: just a great track yeah I mean his voice was just as solid as the lyrics I find um, mm. in some of the ranges that he hits. Uh, a lot of guys voices tend to falter a little bit. Maybe you're going over a break or something and you just get a bit of a uh, you know, voice break. Uh but <laughs> I was yeah, i say no you'd fire your producer if they this. did
1: that too many times. Be like, oh, you "Make me sound bad." It's like,
2: yeah. so <laughs> like, you know, if if you really
1: if you really not work if that line really doesn't work, if that that take really doesn't work, do another fucking
2: take. <laughs> Do it again. Do it again. Goggle um, some water. Yeah. So don't exactly drink for milk produces. Yeah. Well, that's one that a lot of people don't know. No, nah, I and think don't it's have pretty well known. cold. Don't have anything cold, cold stuff. Yeah. yeah. Constricts your throat. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Don't want. You don't want your tight tight vocal muscles. And don't forget no. your warm ups, folks. Very important. I I don't do any warm ups, and look how shit I sound. <laughs> so. <laughs>
2: I you I know, swear I just I try to fudge it by just drinking as much water as I can before a gig, get as hydrated as I can and just go, ah the vocal cords will fall into line, it'll be fine. And
1: Then, <laughs> then by halfway through the first set you're busting to go for a piss.
2: Yep. Pretty <laughs> much. A run off halfway through a song. Sorry guys, I'll just leave the loop running. <laughs> and then here's
1: my rendition of uh John Cage's uh four minutes and twenty two seconds. Puts down guitar <laughs> silence for four minutes and twenty two seconds, come back to like comes back to a round of applause.
2: Yeah, 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 Wow. It was just like the original. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Only with more background noise. John, <laughs> actually, I shared an article on the AMR page yesterday. Uh, the the longest, world's longest piece of music that he composed and is currently being played for the next six centuries in a, a German, German church somewhere, changed chords last week, which was the first time in seven years. So, this organ is there playing- this piece of music that John Cage has written and it's supposed to last for another 600 years and it only just had one chord change. Like it's only had three chord changes in the last 20 years. So it's like just (laughs) bound to, you know, apparently it drew crowds. Like people were like waiting in line to get in to watch this thing because it's like once in a
2: blue moon that this will happen. Like it's a lunar event.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's how often it happens. So uh, I don't know when the next one is probably for another fucking-
2: Fucking like half years. a decade. Yeah, something like that. Well, I mean, but, you, you've only got so many chord changes that you can make in 600 years, right? Well, you know, it's like, he just <laughs> didn't want to rush, I guess. It's like, to have got plenty of room to manoeuvre. Oh, man, that's funny. I, I do, how- do kind of like the idea that it's on um, almost like one of those, you know, in the old westerns, there'd be that piano <laughs> in the bar playing itself. Yes. I've seen one of them in uh, the Doncaster near us, but it's a grand piano. Really?
1: Yes, and I know- oh, in, so it's uh, like
2: a proper concert
1: grand big flat not, thing? Not
2: a concert piano. You know the difference between a concert and a grand piano, don't you, Vass? Don't you? I know that, I know that a concert grand is the ones in those old- um Dude. In the old westerns where don't, it's don't. like a flat, upright thing, right?
1: <laughs> so, here's the music student, folks. Just want to point this out here. Doesn't know the fucking difference between a I'm concert and a grand. I'm going to Google this
2: shit, and I'd and like, and like to point out that I study engineering, you- and <laughs> not music. <laughs> and Even you if keep it's engineering me, music. And you keep telling me, oh, yeah, Daniel, over here at the TAFE, there's a, there's a
1: baby grand. There's a baby grand in the studio. How do I not know whether you're bullshitting me and it's just a concert okay. piano?
2: So a concert, gra- it is. It is a concert grand piano. So it's one or the other.
1: It's not like it's like saying, oh yeah, I've got, a, I've got a, uh, I've got a bass piano. No, no, they're not the same. It's like there's a, ba- you've got a bass guitar or a piano. You don't.
2: <laughs> I've got an apple orange. Oh my god, there are so many different kinds of grand piano. Why? <laughs> this got- is ridiculous. Uh, you're going to be v-
1: researching this shit for the next week, aren't you?
2: Yeah, I need to learn all about pianos now. <laughs>
4: but Don't
2: it's want like to saying myself as being an idiot on yeah. a podcast again like this. It's like it's like saying, yeah, I've got an apple
1: banana. It's like no, no, no. You have either an apple or you the have either a banana. Eye banana.
2: An eye banana.
1: The apple eye banana. An Does a- it vibrate? An a. Ai- Who knows? An a na An app banana. A hmm? banana. A what? An anana. And then, what's next, Daniel? Glad you asked, other Daniel.
2: It is Bad Juju with Let's Talk. Oh, yes. And Christopher Justin with Mile High Ride. Let's
1: talk about Bad Juju first because I wasn't getting any bad Juju. I was getting some good Juju out of
2: this shit. Wait, is Juju a thing? Is that just a made up word? That's a good question. I've heard it so many times. I've just accepted. I think it's uh made up. Yeah. Oh,
1: I was getting some good, good, good. Jo- I'm think, probably thinking of JoJo. JoJo's Bizarre Adventures.
2: Oh, uh, I've heard about it, but I haven't actually. I've never <laughs> seen it. No, no. Juju is in the dictionary. <laughs> what? What? Sorry. A sty- oh, get this. You're gonna love this. This is definitely Juju is a style. Is a style of music popular among. The uh, Yoruba, yeah, Yoruba in Nigeria, and characterized by the use of guitars and variable pitched drums. I didn't hear any pitched drums in this song, Bad Juju. I want my money back. Uh, So, that's (laughs) one definition. The other definition is a charm or fetish, especially of a type used by some West African peoples. A supernatural power attributed to charm or fetish. Okay. Okay. There so, you go. It's in the dictionary. So
1: getting the old fetish going. Okay. So it's like you got I got a bad fetish. It's like I got I got the foot fetish that I don't like to tell anyone about. You know? I got the I got the nun fetish. Got the nun nun gag costume in the in the, <laughs> the, the in nun the locked fetish. cupboard. Uh it only comes out on anniversaries and special occasions. Wink wink.
2: You know Speaking of nuns, I uh, heard a saying recently that was like a, uh, you know, a pg version of um, another saying. <laughs> and the right. guy goes, drier than a nun's wine glass.
1: <laughs> Whereas for those that, that don't know the original term, especially for those international listeners, it's drier than a nun's proverbial, which uh, I'll let you or guess what proverbial nasty.
2: is. What were you proverbial? saying? More drier than a nun's nasty, depending <laughs> depending on which part of Australia you come from. Anyway, uh, I was going to say, uh, bad juju's got nothing to do that, with nuns. With all
1: that, with all that clothing that they wear, anything underneath there would be pretty dry. Just saying, no more,
2: no moisture. Depends would on get the in. weather, really, right? Depends on the weather. If it's hot, I suppose if it's humid, yeah, going to be moister than an oyster. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> moister than a nun's oyster. Ding, oh. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Alrighty, well, well, uh, enough, enough of that. He says, "Enough of that." No, I'm going to move around from Bad juju. You've bad lost, juju, Let's talk.
1: You've lost Let's talk has a. Uh, you've lost a bit of, your. Uh, you've lost all your brownie points for this week. <laughs> go back to
2: your room. Oh, go back. Oh. You, you need to get boinked. Go to horny jail. <laughs> Boink. <laughs> <laughs> get the bonk stick and just bonk you. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, I would need a squirt bottle.
1: The opposite hey, Daniel, down would be, the opposite to that would be Vassar, You get a giant dildo and go bonk. And it's like go to go to sober jail. I need to get. I'm going to get the stick. Bonk.
3: Go I'm to celibacy break break jail. Andrew's
2: lockdown and drive to your house and bonk you. <laughs> no, nah, you go bonk. Go to jail. Cel- cel- celibacy jail. Cel- celibacy. Celibacy. Cel- celibacy. Celibacy. Celibacy jail. Go to celery jail. Let's let's. <laughs>
1: That's when you eat your peanut butter with your finger. And, you, you know, when you get-
2: Nature's perfect spoon. <laughs> and there are no dogs within a five-kilometre radius.
1: Yeah, or oh, you've um done your one government-mandated shop for the day and you forgot to get the celery and you've got that peanut butter in the uh, pantry that needs to you be just eaten. you got to
2: eat it. Yeah, you wouldn't use a spoon. You'd just use your fingers.
1: Cracks a, crack a stick of celery over your head. Go to fruit
2: jail. <laughs> yeah, fun fact. That's how they make the uh, bone-breaking sounds in movies is uh, celery. Yes. <laughs>
1: I've seen those videos. They're great. Behind the scenes. (laughs) Anyway, uh, let's talk about Bad Juju's (laughs) new track. Moving right along. Um, Did you notice that they they quite significantly used uh, the term interstate? I am assuming referring to interstate highways, the very Americanized term that it be. Mm, yeah. But, I mean, I guess if you're, you're trying to imitate
2: uh, fucking Bring Me the Horizon and Good Charlotte, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, well, yeah, if those guys are your kind of- if that's what you grew up on, um, like, I remember I grew up on- and this, this, what this stuff reminds me of heaps is, you know, like, Bring Me the Horizon and 30 Seconds to Mars, which <laughs> um, I say grow up on, I'm, like, 14 or something like that when I first heard this stuff. Um, and I didn't really listen to it afterwards all that much, but these guys have that, um, really full heavy rock kind of thing going on. I was going to call it metal in my notes. And then I was like, it's not exactly, is it? <laughs> it's no, like, it's missing it's, an, it's missing an aggressive quality that metal has. It's kind of firmly in that heavy rock. It's far too, it's far too zone. in your face to be, it's far too like, uh, give
1: you the finger for the. For it to be too rough. It's nice and Bit mm. of slick, 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 cheap,
2: slick, cheapy, cheeky, uh, punk, punk rock, punk pop, or whatever you call them. Punk pop rock, yeah. heavy punk something. Anyway, yeah, I've got to be, I've got to be more careful where I, when <laughs> I, uh, Put genres to Pibibib songs it. that I've just heard to pink Punkity to
1: rock. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't. I had a feeling that these guys were from Melbourne, but I can't remember. Anyway, my my next joke was going to be, "Oh guys, you're in Melbourne. There's no way you're living on the interstate. You can't leave five k's from home." Uh. But um, <laughs> yeah. into whose state? Anyway, the EP that that is on it's the uh, sophomore EP. You're not alone. That uh, the track is off. It's out now, so go and check it out. And
2: after Indeed. that, Vass, my friend. Oof. Another standout for uh, me, Christopher Justin, Mile High Ride. Now, uh, Christopher Justin is our
1: offering this week from the other side of the Tasman. I uh, was very lucky to have oh. his, his dear father send in details of his new album, which just came out last month. And yeah, love Chris- seeing
2: Love seeing folks um, supporting the kids like that. Well, he's only 19, so, so don't get ahead of yourself. Um no, still like when <laughs> when folks support their kids' yeah. musical endeavors, it's always super heartwarming to me. Oh yeah, uh,
1: so I mean, I tell you what, I love I love it when you get a young artist like that, especially in something like blues. Uh, this kid pretty much played apparently all the instruments on there except the drums. So just to tell uh, you like how good the guitar work is in his um his work, like really yeah. good, and it's gutsy too, gutsy stuff. Mm, yeah, no, I've, it's just a, there's always a slew of and they're very very specific niche of blues rock artists that are young and very talented. I'm thinking of a couple mm. of um, Bendigo artists, for example, uh, Charlie Bedford, yep. who we know. No, I don't think he's from Bendigo. Anyway, Charlie Bedford from Melbourne, um, Riley from up in uh, a couple of Bendigo artists as well that are in that vein as well.
2: Oh, there's there's one uh, young girl that I saw at the Bendigo Blues and Roots a while back. Uh, glasses, short hair. I forget her name, but she was fantastic as well. I haven't heard any of her music in such a long know. time. But I'm Not thinking people. She hasn't put anything out necessarily just because I haven't gone looking.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking of people like um, uh, Bill Golding up from Bendigo. Again, brilliant guitarist, brilliant singer. And again, Christopher's no exception, has a really phenomenal voice and just really good, really good guitar chops. So, and a really chunky, classic blues rock sound. So, yeah, I really don't have. I really can't. Uh, yeah, there's nothing really else to
2: say. I know I've said that already, yeah. but it's just good. I mean, we we, just, we don't get a whole boatload of um, bluesy, rocky stuff. And I mean, I cut my tooth my teeth on blues rock, and it's really great to hear some more of it again, especially from a young up and comer like this.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
2: I guess we should not
1: waste any more time, Vass, and we should play these two lovely artists. What do you yeah, say? I look forward to
2: it. Yeah, so that's a smashing idea. Why don't you take us out on this one? Oh, I, all right, then I will. Right,
1: mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. I hope you've enjoyed
2: so far. We've got some more stuff coming up after this uh alcohol song review. break. I hope you enjoy alcohol review Indeed. and joke of
1: the week.
3: Double and joke this of week. the
2: week. All right, I've got some research to do in the break. Then well, we've got Juju uh, <laughs> with Let's Talk and Christopher Justin with Mile High Ride. I hope you thoroughly enjoy them. Catch you in a sec.
0: She says she wants. To talk to me later My friends say that doesn't sound good I guess you won't be coming around It's not so bad, you've always made me
6: sexy you are listening to bar talk on amr
1: All right, all right, all right, boys and girls, that was uh, Christopher Justin with Mile High Ride and Bad Juju with Let's Talk right here on Bar Talk. Ooh, like a bit of bumping rock and roll
2: tunes to get me going on this fine evening. Yeah, and those were thumping. Those were like the thumpinest ones that we've got for the week. Brilliant! I yes, indeed they are. I in terms of uh, in terms of how heavy they get. They let's the uh, not not discount how funky the rest of them. are. <laughs> we should mention two our other shows, uh,
1: of course. Um, heavy reborn out. What is it every Black like, Wednesday? I think it is now. And, yeah, uh, I think it is. Yeah, uh, and uh, Andrew. As uh, no Zuzi and Anthony. Sorry, I keep getting his name wrong. <laughs> My apologies, Anthony. Which uh, is out every Wednesday, and then uh, right before us too. And then uh, our Thursday, of course, well, no, uh, on Friday now, it's Mint Factory with the new Fresh Tracks uh, featured mm. every week. Heavy Reborn, of course, yeah. all the heavy stuff that comes in from around the country.
2: Yeah, if that piqued your interest, if you liked Bad Juju, if you liked uh, Christopher Justin, I think you'll like what you find on um, our lovely partner show on AMR.caster. Uh yeah, it's
1: also on Australian MusiciansRadio.com uh mainly for the podcast download. But yeah, also for if you if they're when they're broadcasting it live, it's AMR australia.caster.fm Same as where you'll find the you show every Wednesday night. But yeah, they uh, the, the boys, Jay and the boys uh well not the boys, I forget forget the name of the hosts, so I should really have that list in front of me. But Jay and Co. Do an awesome job every week on that. And, of course, Gareth and Loz and that on um, Mint Factory as well. Then Zuzi and Anthony for um, for their own one now as well. So, yeah, plenty of stuff going on in the background in the AMR sphere. Mm. AMR's popping off. AMR's popping off like a fucking cork. Uh, like a is- Christmas
2: firecracker.
1: Come <laughs> on, <laughs> <laughs> the fire boys, Get a cracker of a night. What is uh, cracking? What are you cracking? I'm cracking some beer. Uh, Sorry, I was about to say beer, but no. No beer this week. Uh, But you'll find out in just a moment when we do the alcohol review. Vass, are you Uh, ready? Almost
2: got you to spill the beans. Almost.
1: No, nearly, nearly. But we'll find out in just a moment.
0: Now it's time
4: for the alcohol review.
0: Taking the piss out of the piss.
4: Uh.
2: Wow. (laughs)
0: Wow.
2: You gapped and I got stuffed up. <laughs> what? You were like, taking the piss. And I was like, out of the piss. And you were like, out of the piss. <laughs> <Like> in the <laughs> middle of me saying, I was like, no, the break. No. <laughs> not the delay. I do it. Lord, I do it every not time. the phone delay. Yes, we do have to record this over the phone like plebs, unfortunately, because we are still in lockdown. And I think you're just a little further than 5Ks from me. Just a touch. Just, just, just a, a little yeah.
1: bit too far for comfort, Vas. I want you in my arms again sooner rather than later.
2: Soon, 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 my well, friend. Maybe soon, <laughs> maybe not. Who knows? Anyway, speaking of which, have you seen the roadmap out of stage four? My God, that thing looks like a dog's breakfast. We'll be, we'll be there soon. Like, I don't, well, I don't
1: want to talk about that. Uh, what I do want to talk about, though, we <laughs> get yeah, enough. Shut up. I want to talk less about COVID. This, this, that, that,
2: <laughs> we'll that, save the political that, stuff for Gareth, of-
1: right? <laughs> That takes a less. That takes up the rest of my week. I don't have to deal with that on this show. This show is about good music, good times, and bad jokes, and uh, reviewing questionable alcohol. Uh,
2: questionable is a good word.
1: <laughs> anyway, what got, I got out of the discount pile at the bottleo a uh, six pack of Black Douglas and cola blended scotch. Is Whish. Black Douglas? Oh, it's whiskey. It is a scotch. It's blended scotch whiskey yeah. from. Would you believe it? Scotland. It is oh, first time for everything. It's have uh, had I've I haven't, it's been ages since I've had Black Douglas Vass. Or if it was, I was very drunk at the time. Um so you know, well then it did its job. Give or take. <laughs> and I happened to see a six pack of it discounted. I thought, you know what? It's been a while since we reviewed a uh, premix. Yeah, that's true. And you know, I have to say I'm I'm quite impressed with the design of the cans. It is black and gold, fair enough. With the uh, Scottish cross or whatever on the front in gold. And it's got a little coat of arms with a couple of lines up the top, which I really like. No mm-hmm. Scotch wank, by the way, would you believe? But, I mean, with a with oh. with a be- with a beverage like this, you don't need any wank. Everybody knows what a Black Douglas is. I
2: mean, yeah, well, I mean, you, it's a pre drink, right? No one's going to be buying it to read the stuff on the back of the can. <laughs> I'm no, sure of it. They they buy it to, to get fucking pissed, which is what yeah, yeah. It- I'm going to do very soon. But,
1: folks- Hear that? That is the sound of a can ready to be ripped open by my strong man hands. Vass, are you ready for this?
2: Give me that ASMR.
1: Sure. Here it is, folks.
2: Mm. It's like I'm there drinking it with you.
1: I did. I hope hope that picked up on the mic because that fizz, I'm sure it will. I I compressed the shit out of this anyway, so it should come up. But I hope you really heard that fizz because oh, it was mm, music to my ears. Now, it is, I believe, 1.3 standards a can. At I'm trying to work out the percentage, 4.4 percent, 4.4, slightly less than what they'd call a full strength beer. 4.5. That's about no, no. That's about yeah, it's about about full strength. Uh, let me let me give you a little sip
2: for your for the good folks at home. Ready? I like that the review happens like here and now. <laughs> like you don't have to have had it before, and then you review it. Post, yeah, you do it right here for the people. Mm. Oh, there's the burp from the Hold end on. of taking the piss out of the piss, right?
1: Mm, I thought I had another one in me. It was only half a burp. That's um quite tasty. I'm not it's a flaccid burp. It's uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's a blend. It's a fucking. It's a fucking scotch. Can't complain. It
2: does a job. Smooth. That's what you get. Well, get pissed on this. You know what I'd love. I I, don't, I haven't seen anyone do anything like this yet. Although maybe I'm in the wrong country for it, but. My favorite cola drink is the San Pellegrino stuff. Um, I like the bitterness that goes with the, the sweet cola because cola on its own for me is generally a bit too sweet. And I've not seen someone do a mix. Like we've even got dark and stormies, you know, and we don't have a mix with something like that. I know it seems a little bit lavish, like they are generally pretty expensive, but like like, I'd pay, I'd pay a small premium for something mixed with that. I don't know what would go, though. I'll have to start doing some uh, experimentation and then bringing that to the alcohol review.
1: Yeah, you'll have to experiment for us when we can visit again in person and we can do joint reviews. They're fun because you're like, you've uh, got to critique each other's drinks.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then I can tell you if you're tripping balls about how good an alcohol is or not.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you, know, mm. and you can bring each other just down a notch because you think you make the best drinks. But when somebody else tastes it, they'll give you a really...
2: A true opinion. A real gauge oh, of where you're at. You know what we should do? This is uh, trading company secrets here, but Oh yes. We should do a we should do a show with a, a special extended alcohol review where we've made <laughs> each other a set of drinks and we have to sample each other's creations.
1: <laughs> just just add that to the long list of things we will eventually yeah. get around to. <laughs> yeah. Might yeah. M- M- do it as a bar talk extra, a bar talk shortcut. One day we're just alive on air, just you know, review four or oh, five yeah. drinks that we make each other. <laughs> That, it does sound like fun. So I, I give this bad boy a good four out of five. Fucking Scotch. Scotch but Is this whiskies. in general,
2: or is this this is weighted it's a, it's against f-
1: other mixed scotches? It's that a you've four had. out of. Uh, I don't know. I don't go into that much detail. It's a four out of
2: five. <laughs> it's a four out of five. <sighs> there we go. <laughs> it's alcohol review. Damn it, not alcohol university. If you want to learn about something, go <laughs> elsewhere. Get a fucking degree,
1: <laughs> then get back
2: to me. <laughs> uh. And then they'll know that our opinions are wrong. <laughs> Instead of just guessing. <laughs> oh, people already know
1: our opinions are wrong. They don't they don't listen to this show for the truth. Let's just say that. We're not a reliable news the Surely they listen, the artist, surely. <laughs> <laughs> they, listen they, they listen to us for the entertaining brotherhood of
2: stories that
1: we come across.
2: Dude, at some point we're gonna this show's gonna get to a point where we're gonna need that that South Park little exclaimer. Exclaimer, disclaimer <laughs> at yeah, the beginning the discla- Exclaimer. Um,
1: we yell now, we hear the yell. We just yeah, exclaim yeah. everything. This is a good
2: show, he exclaimed. <laughs> my
1: favorite um, my favorite one is the old school word for, you know, yelling out something which was known as ejaculating. So it's uh That's, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Who vas? I ejaculated. He ejaculated would, uh, <laughs> would you like to hear a joke of the week? I thought that was it. That's it for alcohol review. Do you want to hear a joke of the week though?
2: Do it. Send it. All right. Ready?
3: Now it's time for Jimmy's
2: Joke of the Week. Ooh. Are you are you ready? Are you
1: ready ready your uh ready your rectum for this one, Vass? Um
2: <laughs> My rectum. as soon as I hear your voice, my rectum's ready. <laughs> it's extoit. Uh <laughs> <laughs> good lord. <laughs>
1: All right. Okay, <clears throat> you're gonna like this one, Vas. Uh, did you hear about the farmer's favorite cow that got lost in the canis- cannabis crop? The, the stakes have never been higher. Ugh, you stole it from <laughs> it. I feel yes. violated. Uh, yes, the stakes had never been that high. Yeah, no. You, you got. <laughs> okay, so you have heard that one. Uh, I'm not surprised. What about this one?
2: I I ate a clock yesterday. It was very time consuming. <laughs>
1: all right okay i i i've uh i think you've uh something something taken up my time with this
2: something something <laughs> no, i've got I've got face. one more okay a per- oh, you've a perfectionist got one. walked under a bar apparently it wasn't high enough
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, and here I was thinking I'd set the bar low with these jokes here you are just just well, raising it up for
2: me. <laughs> Well, this is why this is why everyone tunes into the show, right? It's called Bar Talk. For the We're supposed pure, to talk about bars. For the pure pinnacle, the Mount Everest. Of humour. Of humour.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Vas, um, I got trolled the other day on Facebook
2: by a grizzly. Uh, I just couldn't bear it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love it. You get a laugh. Either it's so terrible you laugh or it's you laugh. It's inf- <laughs> There's no in-between there is no there is you never got, i don't think i've heard a joke that we've all just been like nah <laughs> <laughs> that's cuz that's cuz our our just we set we set the expectation so low that
1: anything is going to make us laugh
2: it is true it is true uh, well i'm going to do a uh, short alcohol review on something i had recently i'm not having it right now doesn't count well, cuz he's
1: not having it now so take that so take it with a grain it. of salt He's, got, he's had but too much time. That. He's had too much hindsight time or whatever they call it. Too much reflection time. So, I, I feel like it's going to be spontan- spontaneous. Spontaneous? Spontaneous. spontaneous. How is that for a spontaneity? So had, that didn't make I sense. Had to some, uh, so I had
2: some. So, I got creme de cacao for a cocktail that I was making at home um, and I had some left over after I made the cocktails, naturally. Otherwise, I would be in some trouble. Because if I put a whole bottle in there at the rate that I was using it, it would have just been cataclysmic. But I had a little bit of it on its own the other night and it was thoroughly enjoyable. I thought it was going to be like eating, you know, the chocolate syrup that they put in coffees when you want a mocha at Macca's, just oh, like yeah. straight out of the they, tube. They, they haven't mixed uh, and it, it
1: really, properly and it's all down the bottom
2: and you're like, uh, then you get to the uh,
1: syrup section, like, oh my
2: God, sweetness overload. Yeah, but the funny thing is, people that ask for a mocha generally feel like the coffee's too strong while they're drinking it, and then they get to the bottom and they're like, oh, there's all my chocolate. Damn it. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Oh, you know how many times that happens? You're like, you're, you're drinking a hot chocolate, and this is always a hot chocolate problem. It's not a coffee problem. Yeah, it's and like you're like, this chocolate. is warm milk. <laughs> Where's my chocolate? This is not enough cocoa yep. in it. It's too fucking yep, milky. To the and then you get to the bottom, it's That's like, bottom. oh, my God fucking like um, chunks of whole chocolate i'm seeing columbia in my eyeballs I'm seeing like it's just
2: <laughs> yeah it's well, cra- crazy how that be well i thought that the creme de cacao as a liqueur on its own was pretty good i, I would, i'd give it a three out of five
1: three out of five beans. three out of five cacao beans sure
3: yes
2: is it cocoa or cacao beans i know like if well, you really want on the uh bottle it says creme de cacao so i just went with Cacao, because it was the first word that came to mind, but sounds, it could be cocoa.
1: Sounds fancier, okay? I
2: got me some, got me some cacao beans. Oh,
1: that's so fancy!
2: Yeah. Oh, speaking of wanky get things, get the dishware right? and get the silverware out, Reginald. You know, get the condiments. <laughs> another brandy, another, another sherry, please. <laughs> sherry. Oh, that reminds me of uh, Mary Poppins. My slippers, sherry, and are due at six oh two. Consistent is the life I lead. Wait, which song's that one off? It's uh, Mary Poppins at the beginning when the dad comes home. Oh yes. Yeah, the dad dad looks like a guy that would have a sherry at 6:02 p.m. He's got one of those pinstripe uh, mustaches. My my grandfather used to have one of those. They were all the rage. When did your grandfather grow up in the 1910s? Uh, he would have grown up through the 40s I want to yeah. say.
1: No, they were pretty popular. I'm trying to think of which uh, famous actor really popularized
2: it. Was it Vincent Price? Oh, uh, that's a good. I mean, there were so I many think though. Clark, Clark Gable had one, didn't he?
1: I think. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. That was who I was thinking of.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, he had a full-on one too. Yeah, it's
1: like years <laughs> of been, it's been clipped at the perfection. top and bottom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> years of perfection. Just um, if it weren't for a if this I. If it weren't for a particular um, <clears throat> nasty, nasty nineteen forties dictator, the toothbrush moustache would be would have been a very iconic Charlie Chaplin uh, mouthpiece. If you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah, no, so- totally. I. It's funny that the thing that because because of uh, what happened with that moustache, the thing that makes Chaplin's look so iconic is the bowler hat because it's yes. the only thing that differentiates him from that small Austrian man. <laughs> yeah, and then of course
1: he did uh what was that film where he does do the Hitler ripoff? I can't remember oh, what goodness. it was. And he dances around with the giant globe. Isn't it like The Dictator or something? The, that's it, The Dictator. I was like uh, it's got some it's like something dictator. It's like no, The Dictator. Yeah, and he's like dancing around
2: with the yeah. with the blob blob globe. Yeah, and look, that the cover of that's a great example. It's just a it's a silhouetted version of Chaplin's head. So the cover is red. It's got um, his hat, the moustache, and the top of his kind of collar in black, and that's it. And you know exactly who it is. But if you took away the hat, it would tell a very different story. That's why (laughs) I find it interesting that now the thing that people relate to Chaplin, it's like it's not Chaplin without the hat, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All
2: right. Let's um, talk about some songs that we're going to play, eh? Indeed. Uh, You want me to go? Oh, sure. Do you want to introduce the next one? Yeah, we've got, uh, well, Timothy Timothy Nelson with uh, Summer They Say, which is a real summer vibey song. Oh, no shit, Sherlock. Funnily like- enough. Uh, great <laughs> drums. Really great <laughs> drums, actually. Um, yeah. And there's some harmonised guitar leads towards the end that mm. I really enjoyed, too.
1: I have to say, and for those of you that remember a few episodes back, or whatever, we had the pleasure of interviewing Indoor Finns. Of course, Timothy Nelson is the same guy. It's just that he does- I don't know he's just got his hand in every every facet. He's got multiple projects going in going on at the same time, but yeah, Timothy Nelson is his main thing, which I didn't realise until after we interviewed him. I thought they, they were two different people. Huh. You no, know, it's the same guy. And yeah, you know, <laughs> what I love about him is that it's just there's so much throwback to all of his songs, like. Uh, a lot of seventies, a mm. lot of seventies influence all the way through. He was explaining well, this in the. I interview. actually,
2: I wrote that in the in my notes. Funnily enough, that the the harmonized guitar leads actually give the song a bit of a vintage vibe. It is, yeah. Uh, also, don't feel too bad that you got those two guys confused. I used to think uh, that Eminem and Slim Shady were different people.
1: Well, who's the, who's the bigger fool now?
2: Uh, yeah, I'd do- like to point out that's when I was like fourteen. <laughs> Whatever. Not recently. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't matured since then. Let's face it. Well, I haven't matured, but I've learnt more things. <laughs> so I anyway, can make more uh, bad mistakes. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. So this one's going to be off
1: his uh, new album. I think he's got an L- He's got a little wa tour going on too this month, which is um, starting <gasps> this weekend. Would you believe in Albany? And if then
4: they keep Margaret the River shot.
1: on the thirteenth. And then on the nineteenth, up in Fremantle. So, are uh, you lucky, lucky son of a bitch, get to go to shows? Yeah, no. Um, I've be nice. I really do like everything that Timothy puts out. He's such a such a talented, talented songwriter and musician. Very, very productive man. And his afro. Don't know if you've seen pictures of him yet. Vast. Check out a picture of him. That afro he has. I swear, is getting bigger with every release <laughs> he puts out. Like I reckon, it's going to cover his. <laughs> give it. Give it. Um, Give it three to four years, I reckon it'll be like one of them dogs, the ones where the, the hair covers the face. they just envelop his whole body. He's going to be a giant ball of hair any minute now, I reckon. Anyway, after that Steady. was the new single, the de- another debut, would you believe, from a, a local duo, Melbourne duo, halves or Harveys? Don't know. I think it's halves. I think it's halves. Anyway, their, their debut single, Do Your Worst. I thought this one would round out the episode nicely because it just had a real ethereal vibe to it. I got strong Hosier vibes out of this song in more of his, um, more of his softer side with the, ah. with the background vocals and the piano chord progression. If like, yeah, with obviously a bit less, like n- sort of not really much guitar, but more that focus on the pianos and that. And yeah, yeah. The, but the harmony vocals and the background and the ooze, just, it was really cool. I really liked the the atmosphere the song sort
2: of invoked. I got um mega Jeff Buckley vibes off of his voice, at least. Yeah. And that that, just how solid his falsetto is the whole way through. Like, it's so, so strong. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Another in that same vein, just, but. Really, it really set a cool atmosphere, which I mm. thoroughly enjoyed, and I hope you do too. Kind of see if these guys have got anything coming out as well. I guess it's just a case; these guys have only, obviously, this being this debut, which is a really good debut. I'll definitely give them that. Uh, I guess you just have to keep an eye out for what they're up to later on this year and next year and whatever. But I'm, I'm definitely looking mm. forward to what else they've got to got on offer
2: in the coming months. I mean, with a song like this coming out, I'm sure they've got plans to release more music. If not, some sort of EP or album. it well, had to be something,
1: yeah. Ah, Vass, I must say thank you again for indulging my my utter eccentricities once again. <laughs> this fine. Well, thank you for having evening. me on. Yeah, as oh, per good, usual. But you know, that's it. Just got to get he pump these episodes out. More stuff coming in the coming weeks, guys. Of course, we'll be back next week with another schmackin' episode. Um, some awesome interviews lined up, too, I'm really, really excited about, which you'll find out in the coming weeks. But, of course, make sure, do not forget, folks, to obviously check out all the artists that have played tonight, especially the ones you enjoy, and uh, support them, too. Follow them, like them, buy some merch, go to their shows if they're playing, and just um, be generally good sports. Of course, for us, don't forget our stuff. If you like what we do, please, please, please follow our own socials. For Bar Talk, go to Bar Talk AMR Show on Facebook. Uh, we've got our YouTube channel, Bar Talk, of course. Go for the AMR socials that we also share. Go to uh, AMR Australia on Facebook, Instagram, and, and uh, Twitter, of course. Please. Please, please check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on our um, Spotify and our Apple Music or iTunes. And, of course, make sure you stream the shit out of our stuff so we get more plays and more attention too. Uh, Of course, always check us out at com forward slash bar hyphen talk or shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk so you don't miss a single episode. I think you've covered it. Yeah, that is about it. And uh yeah take take care guys uh please treat each other as 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 gently as you allow but of course always take time to have a wank and a glass of water before going to bed
2: or a glass of wine i told you about my friend who was like yes nothing a-, <laughs> a bottle of wine and a wank can't fix <laughs> <laughs> yes but does your when but i, I don't get it cuz you open a bottle before bed I, I feel uncomfortable if
1: I leave a half-open bottle of wine overnight because I it's like I don't That's want why to she go she said a bottle
2: off. of wine and a wank, not half a bottle of wine and a
1: wank. Ah, see, your friend is committed. I like that. I like that. She is. Mm. She is. That's what I enjoy. Awesome. Commitment. Um, same. You're a committed man, Vass. What I'm committed to. It scares
2: in. most men. Uh, I'm not afraid of commitment.
1: <laughs> you give me 110%, which I love. I love to bits. Uh
2: Yeah. Uh, speaking of love, thank you guys for listening to Bar Talk as per usual. Um, I hope you enjoy our banter as much as we enjoy it because uh, we really do. <laughs> hope it's
1: hope it's at least subpar.
2: Yeah, I reckon we could reach subpar. That's a low that's, that's, bar. That's that's a yeah. Ah ha
1: ha. Let's go to these songs before I d- you drive me mad. Uh, Timothy Nelson with "Summer," they say, and halves. Do your worst Goodbye everyone Fare thee well Until next
2: time Something like that (laughs) 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 Something like that
4: We built a castle In Balcaddon Fit to resemble A beachside manor Just the same Though you and I signed up For December Sun Well, all I see is rain And this is Summer, they say Suburbs is our getaway Cedar with fences, guard a poolside Hey, this is Timothy from Indoor Fins. You're listening to AMR.